Welcome to Bundy Sparkle. I once worked with someone who'd been told by a previous supervisor that she needed to have more oomph. Now, the comment, which was well-meant and made perfect sense in his head, had left her confused and insecure, which only made her retreat into herself and probably lack even more of the very oomph he thought she needed in the first place. This week, we're back in the world of real-life communication, and I want to start with a discussion of how we critique and give feedback, and in fact, how we receive it. Now, if we don't think about this properly, we end up mimicking how we've had feedback ourselves, or we shy away from saying anything for fear of causing offence, or we blunt in with a comment that can end up harming the individual on the other end of it. Now, the oomflacker, as I'm now calling her, wanted to get better at what she did. In fact, she was pretty good at it in the first place, to be honest, but she wanted to get better. What she needed was for someone to help her learn how to analyse her own performance, to identify the good and the bad and to find some tangible techniques to make it better. So here are a few thoughts. Firstly, the more you do it, the easier it is. So if you're leading a team, then it's up to you to create the culture and by establishing regular habits for critique, you make it less of a big deal when it happens. Thus, in turn, it feels less personal and more collaborative. If the expectation is always that you'll sit down with your team and debrief your content, then it becomes much easier to see progress. Secondly, critique is a two-way street. So as a senior leader, you may need to make it clear that you also want to receive feedback. And if you do that, you need to be able to take it. You can set parameters on how you do that, particularly by avoiding anything that's personal, but unless your team sees that you are open to improving, then they're not going to value the practice for themselves. A quick word about this from an experience I had years ago when I was a youth worker. Do take responsibility for your own sense of self-esteem and well-being. Know your own fragility. That might mean being clear about when in the week you ask for critique and how you set it up. I once upset a whole lot of older leaders by ripping to shreds an event that we were all involved in leading. Frankly, it wasn't a very good event, and particularly for the young people that I had taken with me, but I made the mistake of assuming that everyone in the room would be happy to have a robust discussion about what could have been better. I was young and I was outspoken, and I'd be far more sensitive in a similar situation these days, but I learned the hard way that people I viewed as mature leaders were not in the habit of hearing robust criticism, and it all got a bit personal. We've moved on a lot since those days, but be aware of your own tendencies to hide your vulnerabilities from those around you. Finally, be specific. Notice improvements and comment on them. Give praise where it's due. Where there are a few things that could be better, pick one or two, give an example of what you noticed and offer some ideas of how to do it differently next time. So in my example, the Umflacker's supervisor should probably have begun by pointing out that some of the good qualities in her presentation, then given a few examples of when she'd lacked energy or seemed a bit downbeat. Do you see what I'm doing there? I'm finding one or two ways to express the same thing. And then suggested how she could seem more upbeat when she found herself in a similar situation in the future and of course noticed and praised her when she worked at it. There is the question always of what you do when someone has made a total mess of something. A wise friend of mine recently told me he'd read a great phrase to open up discussion. That wasn't your best work was it? It's good isn't it? Brilliant. It allows the person to be honest about what they already know about themselves and it also makes the assumption that you don't think they're rubbish but you believe they could be better. I genuinely think that if we can get this right by creating secure, supportive environments where everyone is encouraged to flourish, then we would all be happier and better at what we do. Sermon over. Speak to you on Wednesday. Foolproof Bites is written, edited and produced by Fiona Stewart for Foolproof Creative Arts. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review so other people can join the foolish fun.